0: It's the Saturday Morning Rewatch, where we rewatch old cartoons. Hi, Jess. Hi, Kelly. It's been a minute, but that's okay, because
1: we do this for fun. How are you? I'm <laughs> um, great. Yeah, we do this for fun, so we're here when we're, we're ready to be here. Exactly. So, this week,
0: we are talking about something a little different.
1: Yeah, uh, we decided to watch a new cartoon, without agreeing that we would be doing an episode about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, we just... I, I started watching it, told Jess how good it was, and was like, please watch this immediately. And Jess was like, okay, cool. And then later we were like, we should tell people how cool this yeah.
1: is. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts from Netflix. Yes.
0: And the theme song is not uh, one with lyrics, except for one instance. So it kind of starts with like this tone that's really sweet, actually. And then it's sort of like, bum and then it ends in like these beautiful chimes that are really nice and that's just like kind of this musical sting it has so i sang the theme song but it doesn't have words thank you there's also a spotify
1: playlist which is fantastic
0: okay first and foremost we're gonna try really hard not to spoil this one for you guys but this is not a spoiler this is a bonus this soundtrack like so fucking great but anyway i'm sorry we'll let you finish the intro to the show now
1: (laughs) no no it's fine it is uh that's definitely one of the things i wrote down on the soundtrack is amazing yeah um but to summarize it's a new show that's produced by dreamworks and hosted on netflix they just made their first season in january of 2020 it's based on a web comic oh i didn't know that which i did not know it's by the same person who is directing the show oh dope yeah So right now, there's 10 episodes, and it Mm -hmm. was created by Radford Seacrist? Sechrist, Don't know how to say his name. I have no
0: idea how to say it. We're trying our best. (laughs)
1: Um, He was also, his normal other jobs before this were being the story artist. Um, He's worked on movies like Megamind and Kung Fu Panda 2 and other animated movies.
0: So that's his,
1: like, professional background, and then he made the Kibo webcomic, and then I guess Netflix picked it up. (laughs) Oh, okay,
0: now I'm terrified to go find this, because what if I spoil it for myself? Oh, yeah, it's
1: true. The show is animated by Mir, M-I-R, from South Korea, Mm -hmm. which also
0: animated The Legend of Korra and Voltron Legendary Defender. Yep. So Netflix has some history with them. They do some good work, and I'm counting this among the good work they do. Yes, we'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> since it's a new show, like we said, we're we'll try really hard not to spoil that much. Yeah. But I I don't think it's really super prone to a lot of spoilering. No. It's it's pretty amazing regardless. So the story starts with Kipo, who is a gregarious 13-year-old girl who has lived her whole life in an underground human community called a burrow, which is where they think all the humans live until she finds people above ground. It begins with her suddenly finding herself on the Earth's surface, which is now a post-apocalyptic world which is just covered in mutant animals that they call mutes Mm -hmm. some of the mutes can talk and some of them are giant mega mutes which are (laughs) hilarious (laughs) amazing uh like the one of the first animals that kibo runs into is a mega bunny Mm -hmm. and it's just like a 30 foot tall rabbit it's amazing
0: Yeah. The best part about the show is that Kipo has the reaction you want someone to have to a giant bunny. Yes. (laughs) Which is so good. And I just want to acknowledge that right off the bat, y'all, like, it's 2020. It is. We're in the thick of it. I under any other circumstances would not recommend anything post-apocalyptic right now because we're (laughs) during a type of apocalypse (laughs) like it's not over yet stuff's still happening uh if you're listening to this later right now it's may of 2020 so yeah whatever happens happens but right now we just fucking in it (laughs)
1: um (laughs) we are in the end times and kipo is after the end times and it is the post-apocalypse that you hope for
0: (laughs) Yes, it is so good and so, even even in introducing you to this apocalypse, it's incredibly hopeful for the earth and people, yeah. which is really great. And there is nothing, like, I can promise that nothing in this show is gross to a level of, like, Contagion or Fury Road mm-hmm. or anything like that. Like, this is the gentlest post-apocalypse there ever has been. Yes. <laughs> While still being dangerous...
1: It is still dangerous, but Kibo is super excited about everything because she's never seen anything like it. So she quickly starts to befriend people and animals in this world. The first one I think she meets is Mandu, which is a mm-hmm. four-eyed, six-legged pig <laughs> who is adorable. Yes. <laughs> and then she meets... A girl who she names Wolf because Wolf won't
0: tell her a name. Yes.
1: And she's an extremely standoffish human girl, but
0: she yes. really
1: warms up to Kipo.
0: And I think everything after that is future episodes, so it's like she does meet others. She does meet others. I was going to mention the other two main ones. I say... Listen, if you're listening to this, we're trying our best. We won't spoil their arcs. Just know there's people involved, but you can probably see them in the Netflix, yeah. <laughs> you know, pre-play image. So, okay. Yeah, yeah um, <laughs> The only, The other
1: two uh, who become part of this little main group are Benson, who is a human, and Dave, who is a bug. <laughs>
0: a very weird mutant bug that is used to full effect. Oh, yes. I guess that's the only thing that's a little bit gross. Every now and again, Dave is used for, like, a smidge of, like, he's a bug. Mm-hmm. So there's some body humor there, but... It's fine, because it's very colorful, and Dave is always fine. Literally, Dave is always fine. It's true. At first I
1: was worried, but he's always fine. Yeah. Um, so the main point of the show is trying to return Kipo to her burrow and her dad, but they face many obstacles, including a frog mafia, mm-hmm. and the main evil villain, Scarlamine, who is a mm-hmm. mutant monkey with some very evil
0: plans for humanity. Genuinely scary, honestly? He is. Yeah, I like... No, like
1: honestly well done villain
0: i yeah and i've like never liked monkeys i know some people think they're really really cute and all that kind of thing and i don't think you could know this unless you know me i'm black so like monkeys being cute is not a thing that i was raised with so scarla is a villain is like yeah uh-huh that's how i see them fools <laughs> i don't like monkeys either so i'm right there with you like
1: Mm-mm. yeah <laughs> no, no those are not cute they're little <laughs> monsters yeah but he's he's a really scary one. Yeah. Who I don't think they even want you to think is cute.
0: No, never. It's and like there is a monkey. At other points in the show where I'm like, oh, I feel bad for you. You're still not cute, but like I feel bad for you. The yes. <laughs> This show is so good, and I know normally we either talk about something that is like hella old, or we talk about something that where I just say recommend. Here's why, and so this is going to be kind of a mishmash of that because like. Obviously, we both recommend it, or else we wouldn't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> but also, again, we'll try our best not to spoil, but we're really excited about this one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, there's just not that
1: much of it, but it's so yeah. good. I think...
0: It's so good.
1: Uh, one thing that we can safely talk about is the animation, which is yes. just gorgeous.
0: Great. The color scheme is <laughs> so... Oh my god, it's so good. It feels like an, a, like, a happy acid trip yes. like so many people show acid trips as these like the colors almost feel abrasive in that neon spectrum this is like fucking fun like this is so good the way the colors are used yeah. everything is so bright and the animation is so like expressive which of course duh animation is but this one is incredibly fluid when it needs to be jerky when it doesn't need to be mm-hmm. like it's and when you said that um he had worked on kung fu panda i'm like oh that's why the fight scenes make mm-hmm. sense because most of these fight scenes make a ton of sense and they're very good.
1: Yes. And I also keep thinking secondary colors like purple and green are really prominent in the color palette. And we've talked so much mm-hmm. in other episodes about color Yeah, that I feel like... It's an intentional queering of the entire show.
0: Yes, I would a hundred percent buy that. Given
1: the thematic content, I think it was mm-hmm. not really. It's hard for me to think that it's not intentional.
0: Yeah, or at least it's very much like a signal to be this is not your mainstream vibe, which is good. Yeah, not because like you can't have things that everybody can, you know, like oh wow, this is something I've seen before. But even just like things like there are wolves in the show that are blue but they're kind of like a teal blue gray so it it makes you think of the way you could animate wolves if you were like oh i'm being serious but it doesn't go like full balto (laughs) and it also doesn't go like full animaniacs where you're like oh okay cool that is the brightest blue i've ever seen so it's 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 incredibly intentional in the way that it's done and it's really really nice oh i'm so in love with this show okay
1: (laughs) did <laughs> did want to note a couple of amazing casting choices. Please. Yes. First of all, Karen Fukuhara plays Kipo, and she also plays mm-hmm. Glimmer in the new Shira. She's so good. Very yes. excellent. And then my favorite one, Sterling K.
0: Brown plays Kipo's dad. Yes. <laughs> He's just like out of nowhere. It's like, oh, by the way, we just have Sterling K. Brown on here. And you're what? like What? And he sings in it out of nowhere, and you're like, excuse? I didn't know what I
1: needed in my life was Sterling K. Brown singing a lovely song. Yes!
0: But here we are. It's so good. And it's like, oh, I didn't know I needed this, but thank you very much.
1: Yes. And then one that I didn't know that I discovered while I was reading about the show today is that Joan Jett plays one of the snakes. Oh! Uh-huh. Yeah. I was like, you got fucking Joan Jett, to be your snake yes it's amazing oh my god it makes a lot of sense in context I feel like if you haven't seen the show you're gonna be like what but in context yeah it, it makes won't make sense. any sense
0: <laughs> and you saw the casting of the two Newton Wolves right oh, no who are they oh my god okay so uh, John Hodgman is <laughs> oh. one of the Newton Wolves but then the other one is from the Wu-Tang Clan oh my god <laughs> it's so good like the pairing of yeah, them because makes... they're in many seats together is so good <laughs>
1: That's amazing. Yeah. Uh. The Newton Wolves are, I I don't, this isn't, this is just like to entice you into the show. They've taken over an observatory. Yes. And they're just, they're just wolves, but they are, they wear clothes and they can talk. And they rap. And then they rap about the universe. Like, they're just total so space nerds.
0: <laughs> it's so good. Like, it's just worth it watching this show to get to the Newton Wolves because they're amazing and they're really funny. But also that episode is incredibly poignant, which to me is another great strength of the show is that The way that it's written, A, it's so short, so there's no filler. Everything matters. And B, the episodes where something funny is happening, usually something incredibly heartfelt and something story-driven is happening. So there's no episode that is like not wasted because I like filler episodes sometimes for silliness and for like a breath of fresh air in between arcs. But the way this story flows that even an episode that you think is just going to be really soft has either a smidge of bite to it or has a a hunk of story information in it and it's all delivered beautifully
1: yeah i think the pacing is really excellent because each episode is kind of its own piece where they like encounter an obstacle of some kind and they have to work through that and solve their solve their little riddle whatever it is Mm Um, yeah. <laughs> but it never feels rushed, and it never feels like, "Oh, why can't we just move on already? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always both, like, really present in that problem, and also, you've, I never felt like I lost sight of the overall story.
0: Yeah, and it's that's just such a nice thing, especially for a cartoon, because... There are a lot of shows that we've watched where you can have entire seasons that felt like there were two story arcs in it. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, okay, the other 30 episodes were nonsense. Mm -hmm. And it's fun because that's totally fine. But this has a clear direction and it just never forgets it at any point. And then when it introduces a few little tidbits of story or a few things about your characters, it's done in such a perfect level of timing. Because like, take Wolf, for example. She is very mysterious. And you learn bits and pieces about her at moments where either you had forgotten you wanted to know that, or in the midst of something else where you're kind of like, oh my gosh, the situation is deep. Oh, wait, here's some extra story. Oh, shit, this is great. You know, (laughs) rather than like, here's the wolf backstory. Like, they still have one episode where it's very heavily focused on her backstory, but... You learn about her personality, about her experience, about things she wanted and didn't want throughout the whole show. Same for Benson. I think the only person that's not true of is Dave because Dave is completely the comedic foil of the show. <laughs> yeah. And even then, I feel like he says stuff every now and again where it's like, hey, Dave, what the fuck? Right? Like- yeah, I'm
1: really hoping that we do get to Dave in the future.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Because even Benson, we don't know much about yet. Mm -mm.
0: We know some key pieces. I
1: think it's just like in 10 episodes, we just haven't gotten to that yet.
0: Yeah, because it's been so focused on Kipo, Wolf, and Scarlet But even then, there's some key points about Benson that you get to learn. Same with like some key points about Dave. And like, there's just little moments where they say stuff and you're sort of like, haha, okay, thank (laughs) you for that show. I love it. Like, I really liked the bits in the Water Bear episode and what that told you about each (laughs) of them. (laughs) which again uh, that's why I kind of I know we said we're not going to spoil it but there's there's things that I can say out of context that will not make any sense to you until you have watched the show like as side characters I love the skunks and the hummingbirds oh yeah how fucking funny are they
1: amazing
0: they're so good yeah. and it's like the raccoons are a great show of what a post apocalyptic world could do to a creature and none of that will make any sense to you unless you watch the show. Right.
1: They are so <laughs> creative with their animal creatures.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think Kipo is an excellent perspective character because we are in her view. Like, we can see all these things, mm-hmm. these new animals that we've never seen before and kind of share her joy in that discovery
0: yeah and i think that's what makes this partially a gentle apocalypse is because like kipo discovering the surface world is very much a oh my god amazing mm-hmm. versus a oh no this is the worst you know right. and
1: you have wolf as the foil character
0: mm-hmm.
1: to that being like everything out here wants to kill you why do you like it why are you keep trying to get yourself killed <laughs> but sometimes the things that kipo does work better <laughs>
0: Yeah, simply because Kipa was like, well, let's try it. Right. And it's very clear no one had tried it before. (laughs)
1: One of the things that I really love is that everybody is super competent.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: They all have their strengths. And when they play to their strengths, they're really great at what they do.
0: Yes. Like, there's just a moment towards the end where Benson just yells, I'm Benson! (laughs) And then does something amazing. And it's like the pure representation of that where you're like, Yes, Benson is currently playing to his strengths, doing the thing he can do, and it's beautiful. (laughs)
1: Yes. Yes, they all get to do it at different times, and Mm -hmm. it's really great. Yeah. I enjoy it. I love it when, uh, I mean, we've talked about, like, we just talked about this in The Last Airbender, where we were really stoked about the fact that Sokka is also a competent character despite not having magic powers, and I'm like, this is just a thing that I love. Mm -hmm. All of the main characters should be useful. (laughs)
0: Yes, exactly. Especially in a setup like this. Like, so often you don't really have, I mean, unless you're talking about little kids cartoons, Mm -hmm. like little things for toddlers, very often cartoons are, you have characters in some kind of extenuating circumstance. So it makes sense that everybody needs to be useful.
1: (laughs) Yes, half of, or no, everybody in this main group except Kibo has been surviving on the surface of this world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They have to be good at their jobs.
0: Yeah, and even then, Kipo, even with her optimism, even with her lack of knowledge of the surface, she still is A, very smart, Mm -hmm. and B, when she, again, plays to her strengths and goes with her gut, the solutions she comes up with are fabulous, and no, they don't always work the way she wants them to work, but inevitably they get the team somewhere they need to be, Mm -hmm. which is great, and I just, ugh, I love it, I mean- we're being very chill right now, I which I just need <laughs> everyone to appreciate that we were, like, yelling. We were. I was sending <laughs> her, like, all of messages,
1: like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> I love this show. It's so amazing. Uh, I think I said repeatedly, like, this is the show for this particular moment because what I need yeah. is to know that even in the midst of the apocalypse, there's something that can happen that's good on the other side.
0: Yes, exactly. That there's there's still life, even if it looks different. Yes. And that any creature could be nice. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's another good thing about Kipo is, like, again, she is meeting. Animal mutants that can talk and mega mutants that are essentially mutated in extremely large versions of animals. And even in those circumstances, she kind of like marches straight in and is like, hi, I'm going to be nice. Uh-huh. And the world is mean for a minute. And then they're like, oh, wait, you're being nice. I guess I can be nice back to you, which is not the way our, our particular world goes. So it's really nice to see. it. It is pretty amazing. Yeah, there's
1: just like on the surface of this world, which I think is like 200 years post-apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody just thinks they have to survive all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when someone is like, hey, we can do this differently, it's shocking to them.
0: Yeah. That's like another good thing about the Water Bear episode, which again, I don't want to spoil, but that one has such a good ending of like, oh, I could do things differently. <laughs> <laughs> I do
1: really love the way that one ends. It's, it's really good. Yeah. Great.
0: That's a good episode. Also that voice. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, I'm hard pressed to pick a Kipo episode that is not a good episode because, again, they all do stuff. Oh yeah, I
1: loved. All They're all love doing them. wonderfully.
0: Yeah. Okay, so what else did you have on your list that you wanted to talk about, though?
1: Um, we can talk more about the
0: soundtrack. Oh, fuck, it, slaps. It, slaps, it, slaps, <laughs> it slaps! 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 It's so good it's so that good. <laughs> I listen to
1: the Spotify playlist constantly. Like, mm-hmm.
0: it's amazing. Same. Yeah. Every time you turn on my Spotify and it's like, you know how you have that thing where it's like, for you, you're heavily repeated. Mm-hmm. A third of it is like just the Kipo soundtrack. Oh so it's,
1: it's really, it ranges really widely. And mm-hmm. in the show, Benson has a cassette player.
0: Mm-hmm. So a
1: lot of the songs are built into the story. Yeah. Um, and some of the songs are sung by characters. Yes. And man... Cuba song. Oof. I was like,
0: "Oh my god, it's so good!" Like,
1: it's just also I sing you the
0: Timberwolf or the Timbercat song all the time. The like, oh, <laughs> his name is Yummy and Hammerpop. <laughs> like, whoa, whoa. Guys, his I don't name is sp- Yummy and There's a <laughs> bunch of cats who are lumberjacks. Yeah, it's just it's so good. It's so cute, and they're so stupid, and I love it so, <laughs> so much. Great. <laughs> But no, seriously, whoever put the soundtrack together is, is fucking stellar. Again, Sterling K. Brown sings a song. It managed to be an informative song about the plot and just a sweet song all at the same time. And then he sings a different song to his daughter about their family. And every time I think about it too hard, I'm like, I could cry. I
1: could, like. I could just cry. It's so good. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that Sterling K. Brown could sing.
0: Yeah. And it's just, it's so sweet. And just, it's such one of those simple, like, almost lullaby style songs. And it's, ugh. It's
1: really amazing. And ugh, the scene so is really amazing. And I really wasn't, wasn't, like, emotionally prepared for this cartoon to do that to me. <laughs> like, yes. I wasn't ready.
0: Yeah. And then, like, on the alternate side, there's the, you know, the Newton Wolves rap. They literally rap about the universe. <laughs> yes.
1: It's really great.
0: And when you know that it is a member of the Wu Tang clan assisting with this rap, it makes it so much better. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's very much like Netflix listen, you use your money for good this time, pal. You did. You did a good job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Netflix. You're doing great. Um, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, so,
1: I mean, the only other thing that I wrote down because I really didn't want to spoil anything was just more about. The fact that in addition to the fact that the Earth is just flourishing and strange and wonderful is that humanity has not lost itself.
0: Yeah, that's important.
1: Yeah, and Akibo in particular really is like,
0: humans can
1: be awesome, especially when we work mm-hmm. together.
0: Yeah, and that's great.
1: It's great, and I think the great part of having Kipo, Wolf, and Benson is that you get to see this range of how humanity is functioning in this new world, mm-hmm. uh, and they're they're great. <laughs> they're just really yeah. great. Like, oh, Wolf is mean, <laughs> but yeah, you you learn about like a lot of reasons why, and also that she doesn't. She's not really uncaring.
0: No, and you know why. She ultimately makes the choices she makes. And we don't fully know why for Benson yet, because I would think that that's going to come, should hopefully come later. Mm -hmm. But even he has a different perspective than Kipo, because at first glance, you could think Benson and Kipo are both very happy characters. And Benson is actually incredibly focused. Yes. Like, he doesn't seem like it at first blush, but if you really pay attention to what he's doing, Every episode Benson is like, here's a goal. I'm just going to do that. Right? And whatever is happening in that episode, Benson is still very focused on yeah, that goal. Yeah.
1: And I think like it's easy <laughs> to pretend that like Wolf is the only survivor, but mm-hmm. Benson is too. He's just a completely different like variety
0: yeah. of that. So, it's mm-hmm. really great. <laughs> And wherever they go together, the stereotypical, uh, cartoon thing of like, look at these characters come together and help people feels especially poignant in this setting because it's post-apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. And wherever Kipo, Wolf, Benson, Dave, and Mondu go, they help creatures, not always people, <laughs> but at the very, at its very best and at its very core, Kipo is teaching people and creatures to thrive. Mm-hmm. You know, because Benson and Wolf are both yes survivors, but you wouldn't say they are thriving in the way that they've been doing independently. But together, it's very clear as a group they are thriving, and they teach others kind of how to do the same. Yes. Yeah. yeah, which is like I need that right now.
1: So much. <laughs> yeah. Um. I guess another thing that we tend to touch on uh, is just race and gender, and mm-hmm. uh, the show knocks it out of the park.
0: Completely. (laughs) Like, fucking, on every level you could think of. Like, well, maybe one. There's one that's missing, and I'll get there. But racially, like, at both... The characters that you're seeing on screen and the voice actors behind the screen, it is an incredibly racially diverse show. And there are a lot of strong archetypes of both women, men, and those with undeterminate gender because of the whole creature aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, there are plenty of, of just characters that show up in the background, do some stuff, and you you have no idea what gender they are. They're just cool. Like- <laughs> <It's true>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's, I, yeah, I'm just so happy. <laughs> like-
0: yeah. It's really great. I think the only thing this show does not do on screen, and again, it's 10 episodes, so who's to say what could happen in the future? I don't believe we saw anyone differently abled, but at the same time, the amount of wide swaths of background that have humans in it is incredibly limited.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think about it. I would think Mandu is probably the closest that we come, which probably doesn't really count but yeah she does get increasingly portrayed as like basically a sentient character who just doesn't have the ability to speak but we do get shots from her own perspective
0: mm-hmm. yeah but i'd be willing to say that's a stretch yeah, I'm, and mandu is a creature right. so <laughs> yeah so it's and it's it's one of those like kind of like
1: eh. yeah it, i wouldn't really count it in that category
0: <laughs> Yeah, like, I could buy it if someone were to connect to her that way, absolutely. But I'm not going to say that that gets them off the hook. It doesn't,
1: yeah, I would, I guess, yeah, I wouldn't count it as representation. (laughs) It's just, like, an alternative set of abilities and perspective.
0: Yeah. I will say, though, on one of the other uh, vectors we look at, there are queer people in the show. And they are fully defined as queer people. And there are some background folks who are queer-coded, if not fully queerly set out in the front. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to spoil anything, but there are queer people in this there show. There are,
1: yep. <laughs> yeah, so it's good, and it's yeah. it's a new show. It's only got 10 episodes, so I am excited to see what they're going to do
0: next. Yeah, exactly. And it's one of those things where it's like, it's really fucking good right now, and I can only expect, given the same amount of budget left within the hands of the same people that are doing it right now, I would hope that it only gets better, yes. you know? So, like... I'm really excited to see where the show goes and what it does. And I also just, I really want to reiterate that Jess and I right now are being incredibly reasonable <laughs> and thoughtful and chill because we are trying very hard to not just blow out the levels of our mics screaming about all the plot points that we really like because the other thing is this show is so fucking funny. Oh, it it's is. so funny. <laughs> it's so smart and it's funny and it's pretty and it's nice and there's things in it that are good and it makes my heart and my head happy which is really fucking cool and I could rewatch it a million to eleven times because... It's fucking dope. I know. <laughs> and I can't wait. <laughs> I know. I
1: keep being like, oh, I just really want to watch Kipo again. And that's how I ended up. I yeah. just started the new She-Ra because I was like, you can't just re-watch Kipo. You have to go
0: watch something else. We have already rewatched Kipo two and a half times. We stopped our third rewatch to catch up on Shira ra because new Shira's coming out. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like, just go, just go fucking watch Kipo I mean, and I then, then. i like-
1: recommended Kipo to like two other people since I watched it and they also loved it, mm-hmm. so it's not yeah. just us. Other people like it,
0: too. <laughs> I told my younger sister about it, who is notoriously does not listen to me about good things. And she was like, well, I looked at the trailer and it actually looks really fun, which is essentially everyone else's version of I took your recommendation and it's great. That's really funny. <laughs> no, you. the trailer
1: also got me because I think Grace posted it mm-hmm. and... I watched it and I was like oh yeah I
0: gotta watch this yeah it's so so good and it it, and it also just does the teenage themes of like growing up and learning yourself and knowing things and blah blah blah. and it just does it all underneath everything else underneath being funny underneath being beautiful underneath being vibrant underneath being a story of survival and like also thriving and being post-apocalyptic and like finding your way home and it just does the teenage shit just under there really calmly and you're like whoa look at you go Look at you go, show! It's true. It's really great.
1: It's so well done, Uh, and I love it very much. It's just, like, calming and soothing my soul in this time of coronavirus. Yeah,
0: Yeah, exactly. So, like, man, oh, man, please, if you're like, I would like something soft, but also maybe a little bit interesting, and I like soundtracks, and I like cartoons, go watch it. If you said yes to any of those things, go watch it. It's on Netflix. You know you know somebody with an account. Just go watch it.
1: (laughs) It's true. So... Do you have anything else on your list?
0: Uh, no, I didn't make, make a list. list. Okay, <laughs> great.
1: Okay, uh...
0: I never come prepared. <laughs> I just speak from my heart.
1: <laughs> that's fair. That's fair.
0: <sighs> that's a lie. Sometimes I make lists, but very often I just come in with what my gut says.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fine. One of us makes a list, and one of us doesn't. It's fine.
0: This is literally why we worked.
1: <laughs> okay, I think we can go to what's been done.
0: Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. Rating. It's 12 out of 10, man. Oh, yeah. Like, Fantastic. probably soon going to be 13. <laughs> Fucking... Yeah.
1: All right. Anyway. Yeah. So, what's happening with it now? Well, <laughs> it's May. Season 2 is supposed to come out in June. Woo! Yeah. So, we should get more. Hopefully, yes. it's
0: as good and better. I have hopes. Yes. I mean, we can always come back and do part 2 if it's it sucks. That's true. But... <laughs> if we change
1: our minds about season 2, we'll do a
0: follow-up. <laughs> Yeah, and it'll be like, "Why keep both Season two failed us," and everyone will be <laughs> Jeez, like, so "Oh," but I doubt that's gonna I would happen. Be so based sad. On what we've yeah, so I
1: think it's the same people, so it should be great.
0: Yeah, excellent.
1: And they left us at the end of season one in a pretty good place to keep going.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just excited. It's like, come on, man! That's yeah. so good. <laughs>
1: So it's obviously a brand new show so it's, there's no franchise there's the web comic which mm-hmm. precedes it which I haven't read but looked I like glanced at the pictures and I was like oh yeah you did make both these things animation is like exactly the same <laughs> Yeah
0: that's great I love it It's
1: fantastic So there's not a lot of that but but I was thinking earlier, like between Shira and the Dragon Prince and Kibo, I would just recommend to keep an eye on what Netflix is doing in animated series yeah. because they are yeah. really killing it right now.
0: They really are. Oh, also Hilda. Oh, did yeah. I do a recommend for Hilda? I think I did. I haven't posted it. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> it doesn't matter anyway also hilda it looked that one up too it's different than this but still good yeah anyway yes netflix
1: has really like hit its stride with animated shows
0: yeah they're fucking figuring it yeah. out also that same sister who ignored me about kipo was like some of their anime is really good and i'm like is it so that's my next jump is to figure out if their anime <laughs> i mean it might be I mean, Castlevania was fun, oh. but that's not what this show is about. Because, like, man, if you want an opposite of Kipo, it's fucking Castlevania. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, if you're actually like the apocalypse sucks, I want blood and guts and gore with a very like reluctant found family that's maybe even hating on each other. Yeah, go watch Castlevania. <laughs> it's no. <laughs> wow. See, so, yeah, Netflix got a little something for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think that's what they're going for here. Yeah. So- yeah. Uh, to sum up, Kibo and the Age of Wonder Beasts is fantastic and will take your mind off
0: all of your troubles. Yeah, it's like its soundtrack. It fucking slaps. The show slaps. <laughs> the soundtrack slaps. The acting class slaps. The color sla- it slaps. <laughs> Just watch go it. Watch it. It's short. <laughs> it's easy. Yeah, it's great. You'll love it. And if you don't, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. You don't go like watch Julie, Castlevania. I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you
1: don't go watch Castlevania. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> bye guys bye <laughs> this show is produced by us kelly and jess as part of the adjective sphinx network the music we use is sung by kelly and can only be found here you can find links for more info in the show notes find us and our sibling shows on twitter at Adjective sphinx or email us at adjectivesphinx at gmail.com and if you enjoyed this podcast please rate it on itunes and leave a review thanks for listening